Hello and welcome to the Keeper Institute. My name is Aiden Crawford and you're listening in to the very first episode where we discuss all things soccer goalkeeper. I'm very excited to share my opinions as the goalkeeper community is one of the biggest and best sports communities in the world. In today's episode, we'll be going over professional goalkeeper transfer news, such as Mendy to Chelsea, uh, De Gea versus Ederson in goal for Manchester United, and much more in the Premier League. We will also be discussing the new modern goalkeeper technique that has spread across social media and to new forms of goalkeeping. Last but not least, we'll be briefly discussing the youth goalkeeping recruiting industry in the United States through the academy versus club versus high school dilemma. So welcome to the Keeper Institute. First of all, quite possibly the biggest news to come out of the Premier League in this past month is the transfer of Mendy to Chelsea. Chelsea. Everyone knows Chelsea has been lacking a high-quality goalkeeper. They paid Kepa too much money for his performances in last year's Premier League. Kepa was known for uh, being the highest-paid goalkeeper in the world, despite last season having the most goals scored on him without him moving, something that angered a lot of Chelsea fans. The Chelsea Football Club decided to buy uh, Eduard uh, Mendy uh, for $27.5 million uh, from Stade Reynas. Um, Mendy is a six foot six, uh, 28-year-old goalkeeper um, he's a he's a French nationality, pl- but plays for the Senegal national team. Um, I did a bit of research on him. He's unknown to the, uh, most of the goalkeeper community. Um, a prospect in African, uh, in the African nation, uh, coming out of um, the Marseille uh, academy. He. He uses his biggest strengths are his high claims and runouts. He uses his six foot six strength or six six foot six height to his strengths, and um, which is a huge aspect of goalkeeping, uh, being able to disrupt the uh, play, especially on crosses. I think he'll do a great job for Chelsea. And at this the time of this recording, uh, Tuesday, um, Chelsea has just played Tottenham. And Mendy, despite the loss, um, there are reports that uh, the Chelsea Football Club is very pleased with Mendy's first performance in goal. Um, now, there's a lot of speculation on when his first start would be. This past weekend in the Premier League game, um, they did not start Mendy or Kepa. They started their third string, uh, an older goalkeeper, um, ended up giving up three goals, and Chelsea was able to hold on and uh, come back and get a tie out of a game they should have won. So I'm really excited to see Mendy, uh, how he performs at Chelsea. And I'm I'm slowly becoming a Chelsea fan because 
he is surrounded with a lot of great talent. Um, they've got, of course, the American talent, uh, Christian Pulisic. They've got the new transfer to Chelsea, Hakim Ziyech from Ajax. They got Mason Mount, uh, academy homegrown talent. Uh, Jorginho, I mean, their, their whole roster is stacked, and what they've really been missing is a solid goalkeeper. So I'm really curious to see how Chelsea does this Premier League season with a higher quality goalkeeper in net. Next up, we have the uh, debate between who should start in net for Manchester United. Uh, It's between David De Gea and Dean Henderson. Um, Dean Henderson, this past uh, Premier League offseason, was uh, bought uh, or his loan at Sheffield United was ended and he is returning to Manchester United for this year's Premier League. Um, He currently does not have any um, trade value, but the English uh, goalkeeper is number two currently in England. has high praise from a lot of the goalkeeper community for being uh, a very good shot stopper. His reflexes and handling are his biggest strengths. Um, But it seems that Manchester United has a decision to make as they're faced between starting Dean Henderson or David De Gea. And if you know anything about soccer, you know David De Gea. He is or was known this past two years as being the best goalkeeper, one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Um, His shot stopping, his uh, distribution, it's all been perfect except for the last Premier League season where his play seemed to take a drop. Um, We've seen this habit in uh, David De Gea over his career where he has the tendency to make some crucial mistakes. Um, Ball going through the legs, ball getting passed by him, uh, easy shots that he just takes his focus off. Um, but so Manchester United really has a choice to make here. Do they um, risk putting David De Gea in goal again, seeing if he can bounce back? Or do they put in who they know is a solid goalkeeper coming back from loan, Dean Henderson? Um, and now... Everyone knows that De Gea is past his prime. I mean, if you play video games, if you play FIFA, you know that David De Gea was one of the best goalkeepers in the game in uh, FIFA 20. Um, He was a 90 rated, um, and recent uh, FIFA 21 ratings have come out showing David De Gea is down to an 85. Um, This is due to his performance in Premier League. Um, giving up some crucial goals that uh, left Man United falling to top uh, five in the Premier League when they should have been top two, top three. Um, Now, I have gotten the opinions from some of my other goalkeeper teammates at my club, FC United. We've discussed uh, Mendy, we've discussed De Gea, and they all agree that Manchester United should trust De Gea as the starting goalkeeper for this season. 
Now, the question becomes, if you start De Gea, what do you do with Henderson? Henderson is still one of the best goalkeepers in the world. He is the number two on the England team. Um, they He has a lot of trade value. I believe it is time to trade Henderson to either another Premier League team or another big club out of Europe. Um, he is not at the age yet where he is out of his prime. I think he can be... Um, a great number one goalkeeper for another big team. It's just that Man United is stacked on goalkeepers. Now, in terms for De Gea, De Gea really needs to see this as an opportunity to improve, to uh, to show his value to Man United. He now has competition on the bench, um, and it, it just depends on how he plays and how he is able to bounce back from last year Premier League season um, and hopefully keep the starting job basically it's going to come down to game performance Um, one bad game can send De Gea out into another club um, leaving Henderson to take his role Um, so as the Premier League starts I'm very curious I'm really looking forward to seeing how De Gea does and I'm really rooting for him De Gea growing up has been one of my favorite goalkeepers. His reflexes, his distribution, it's all such at a high quality that I hate to see him drop down below his prime. I would love to see him bounce back and become one of the best goalkeepers in the world again. Next up in today's episode, we have the modern goalkeeper technique. And for you all of you who are unfamiliar with what this is, I suggest looking up The Modern Goalkeeper on Instagram. It is the best representation of what it is. Um, it's what the technique is named after. After It's hard to um, give the technique a name. Just, just look up uh, The Modern Day Goalkeeper on Instagram. And uh, it's a group of uh english um brothers who run a goalkeeping page who show the ever evolving game and position of a goalkeeper in this case it's distribution mostly um and what i mean by that if you go on their page you can see goal kicks for example um they use a a technique called the stab technique and what this is is where um, the goalkeeper keeps an upright position while kicking the ball. Uh, little movement. Um, power comes from the hips right after striking the ball. Little follow through. Um, bring the kicking leg over your plant leg. Um, and basically what this does to the ball, it's all about what it does to the ball. Um, it looks satisfying, but what it does to the ball, it makes the ball go on a driven path. It's it's almost like in golf if you were to drive a ball instead of chip a ball with a, with a flat iron. Um, and the reason uh, goalkeepers across the world are starting to use this uh, stab technique is the ball will get to your, um, your teammate quicker. It'll go farther. Um, it's, it's just a better technique it's easier to control by your teammate 
Um, and these are the things that really matter when it comes to professional goalkeeping. At the professional level, level, it's hard to separate yourself from other goalkeepers. We see um, a lot of great goalkeepers um, who all have great reflexes, but the thing that sets uh, the greats apart from the average is the ability to distribute. And we've seen um, players such as Ederson on Manchester City in the Premier League um, he exhibits the stab technique. He is uh, one of the best examples of how the game has evolved in the past, I would say, 10 years, how the position has evolved. His distribution um, is something that every youth goalkeeper should be studying, should be looking at, should be learning how to do. This is the future of goalkeeping. It is how uh, distribution um, will be uh, expected in the next 50 years. Um, and if I was a, a goalkeeper, uh, I would say U8, uh, U9, I would start studying film. I learned how to kick as if I was taking a shot. And for any other goalkeepers out there, everyone knows that um, a shot is different from a goalkeeper distribution. It is um, supposed to be a controllable ball that is played out um, effectively to a teammate up the field in close. But most importantly, it is accurate and it's easy to control. A, a shot like pass will not do that. It will knuckle in the air, it will curve, it will move. Goalkeepers at a young age need to learn how to distribute properly, especially in the United States. That is where uh, youth soccer is lacking in the United States. That is why some European clubs are uh, becoming a, a monopoly of professional clubs. Um, the United States needs to have good coaches coaching at a young level uh, teaching uh, young goalkeepers, not just goalkeepers, all soccer players, how to properly um, distribute, how to properly shoot, uh, the proper techniques that are needed for each position, um, which will really set apart our youth academies. Which brings me into our final topic of the day, which is academy, club, and high school youth soccer as I previously mentioned the game of soccer especially in the United States is ever evolving and it comes all the way down to youth soccer a new wave of youth soccer we are seeing um, come into play is the idea of youth academies something we see in Europe. Basically what academies are, are in Europe, for example, there is um, a Manchester United Academy below the Manchester United professional team. The academy takes young kids, um, ages even down to the age of seven, U8, uh, seven-year-olds um, who uh, grow up in... Uh, in the Manchester United Academy playing for the Manchester United youth team 
all the way up to hopefully be signed onto the professional team. This is something we see across Europe, and we're starting to even see in the United States. For example, we'll take our local MLS professional team, the Chicago Fire. I grew up playing with a kid by the name of Gabriel Slonina. Uh, he goes by Gaga. Um, he is currently 16 years old. He is uh, about six foot three, six foot four, a huge kid. Um, he played on the Chicago Fire Academy team, and just uh, not last winter, but two winters ago, he signed the youngest um, homegrown contract onto the Chicago Fire professional team at the age of 15, which is truly remarkable. Um, and it's it's the new wave of youth goal, uh, of youth soccer and youth goalkeeping. He, um, I've played goalkeeper with him uh, since a young age, and to see him uh, become a professional at such a young age really reflects the style of uh, youth soccer development in Europe. Now, there has been some backlash on this kind of development. Um, many people argue that because um, the academy program is so expensive, some uh, players are not able to afford some great players are not able to afford the luxuries that of an academy team and are forced to play either club or high school soccer. Um, both provide a different route. Academy, you can either be signed directly onto the professional team, which most academies is their goal, but some players from the academy go into NCAA college soccer. The main uh, purpose of high school and club uh, sports teams are to get players into NCAA uh, men's and women's soccer. Um, for example, I personally choose to play both club soccer for FC United and high school soccer for Nutria High School. The difference in recruiting um, comes from exposure more towards the academy kids. Academy is considered a higher level where more recruiters show up for the games, more recruiters uh, prioritize academy kids, and um, high school and clubs are uh, forced to find a way to recruit um, in more creative ways, such as showcases, tournaments, etc. Personally, I want to play and am aiming to play college soccer, uh, taking the route through high school and club. Um, and I do this because of the experience. High school soccer is uh, by far the best team I've ever been a part of. Uh, I met some friends that I'll never forget from last year's team, and I continue to grow my relationship with my teammates who uh have not graduated yet um and it's just a great experience something that you cannot get through an academy or another high level team that focus on development of soccer skills over 
development of teamwork and friendships. It's really up to the kid to decide. At a young age, they must decide whether they want to, um, you know, uh, financially permitting, join an academy team and likely uh, rise to the ranks and either play on a professional team or go into college soccer or um, choose to play through their high school program or club program and uh, possibly enjoy that experience, that youth soccer experience more. That is going to conclude our first episode of the Keeper Institute. Um, We went over uh, professional goalkeeper transfer news such as Mendy to Chelsea, Hederson versus De Gea. We discussed modern goalkeeper technique and how it's spreading across uh, the goalkeeper um, position uh, through training and through ideology. And lastly, we discuss youth goalkeeping, recruiting, and uh, academy versus club and high school options for youth players. Um, Stay tuned as we dive more in depth into the modern GK technique in next week's uh, podcast, where we will discuss the side volley, um, a new and growing technique that has been seen um in the professional game and even down into the youth game now so with that i'm aiden crawford thank you for listening to the keeper institute